on this week's episode of Polk and Kush, the Pelicans are still in purgatory. The Saints are finding magic ways to get around the salary cap. The galaxy brain goes so far on this week's episode. We've got COVID vaccines. We've got speakers. We've got tax evasion. You can't find this anywhere else but right here on Polk and Kush. Welcome everyone to Poke and Kush. It's March 10th, 2021, and we are coming to you live on tape from the Bud Light Live studio. I am Scott Kushner alongside, as always, Mr. Andrew Glad to be here. Glad to be here in my own home. <laughs> this is a very fancy studio. What are you talking it's about? It's really nice to be here in the studio that I live and <laughs> breathe in. Well, congratulations for being here. Thank you for making it. Uh, and uh, we got a lot going on, man. This is another late night edition of Polk and Kush. It's going to so get a little woolly. If uh, the words start slurring, <laughs> there might be... <laughs> A reason or two why. Yeah. We'll try not to Myers Leonard this thing. No, uh, <laughs> the sun is coming. We do that most episodes. We just have less listeners than a yeah, exactly. Twitch stream. Uh, the sun is coming up. The Pelicans and the Saints are doing things. H- how was your week? It was fine. It was full of uh, the weather's been beautiful. So I've it gotten to been. exercise. I feel less fat. I am gaining weight. But feel better. So how do what do you call that? Muscle weighs more than fat. <laughs> you get a lot of muscle walking aimlessly You're around gaining a park. Right? A lot of muscle eating Popeyes every day. I'm like, I feel pretty good. I've been working out. I get on the scales. Like, what the fuck is going on? I feel like God is playing a joke on me with how nice it is this week and how much I've been inside my cavernous <laughs> dungeon hellhole. <laughs> Oh, man, it is. Uh, yeah, it's been beautiful. It's one of those weeks where you'd be like, has it when you're in July and you'd be like, oh, my God, why the hell do we live here? And you'd be like, oh, remember that week in March? That was pretty cool. Those two weeks of spring. <laughs> they're pretty amazing. Beautiful. I did make the most out of it this weekend. I went to the Second Line Brewery. That's nice. Saw a Polk and Kush hat. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'm friends yeah. of the show. He Friends of you. Oh, well, that's good. I, you know, I'm not enemies with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did like I, I was waiting in line to go to the bathroom and he came out and I was like, hey, nice hat. And he goes, yeah, it's jizz colored. <laughs> I was like, All right. All right, dad. <laughs> and then I also heard- friends and fame of the show. I talked to I talked to him afterwards. Very cool. Nice. And then I talked and someone uh, one of somebody else I talked to said they wore their hat to a restaurant uptown. And then the uh, girl sitting at the table next to him was like, I printed those hats. <laughs> So. What restaurant? It must have been a real skeezy joint. <laughs> so, yeah, he was like, he's like, she said, uh, she goes, yeah, I printed those hats. And he's like, well, that's great. It's a small little town we have here. Well, she's wrong. They weren't printed. They were embroidered. Well, whatever. 
She probably said it right. I'm saying it wrong. Uh, but either way, if you have a hat, you now have a social connection to the highest upper echelon people. Don't yeah. join a country club no. just to wear a poking kush hat. Your connections will never stop. I mean, when was the last time you could wear a hat that had some words on it and you made a connection with like-minded smart people? <laughs> you know, what was it? Two months? Three months? Join the Polk and Kush family, everybody. Yeah. Hey, we are taking pre-sales. for. We posted all these photos, and everybody's like, I want a hat. And it's yeah. like, too late, goober. Yeah. But uh, we are doing pre-sales for the next round. I have some good ideas and some cool new things that I think we're going to get into. I've talked about not doing the gun rack. <laughs> we don't have enough guns <laughs> amongst our people to do a gun rack. I know, Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough guns to necessitate the rack. No, we're going to have some cool stuff. Maybe a floral thing? I don't Ooh, know. Fancy. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. In the meantime, uh, our uh, perpetual torture, the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, I feel like we got a, a vac- I feel like I had a vacation this week because I didn't have to watch them play <laughs> for five straight days. What do you watch instead? Psych on USA? <laughs> I did watch Austin Powers for some <laughs> random reason on HBO Max. I was like, eh, sure, I'll watch Austin Powers. It's still good. Friend of the show. He did one of the bumpers for us. <laughs> sure, you'll hear him later. Um, but, uh, you know, it really did feel like a little mini vacation, not having to watch the Pelicans for five days and not uh, be perpetually annoyed and confused and whatever, you know, 900 other emotions that I go through uh, watching this team. Uh, you, however, got to go see them play live. Explain to me what that experience was like, because I have, despite having a press pass, have not been to a game. this year. Well, it was a foolproof system yeah. on the way in. Uh, a uh, four foot tall woman said, have you uh, had fever or headache or any coronavirus <laughs> symptoms? And I wasn't listening to her and responded. No, thank you. I thought she was like offering me something. She's like, have you been sick or had coronavirus? And I was like, no, thank you. And she's like, all right. And I just, no, thank you. I don't want to have coronavirus. She's like, good enough for me. Yeah, the- and they pointed, you know, the the little the fake temperature gun. There's no batteries in that thing. <laughs> the toy. If there were, they'd be like 101. I think that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, hyped up for the game. So I made it in through the health protocol. I made my way up to the Faubourg Suites. Ooh. Um, we were sitting. I don't know how. There's there's five chairs in the place, and they still fucked up our tickets. <laughs> They put us they put us in the only two chairs that two other people like one guy came up to us like, hey, this is our seats. And so we switched with him. And then another guy came up and was like, actually, that's my seat. So so somehow they're still fucking up, even though there's only two thousand seats in there. And our usher. I know it's a small arena. I don't want to get anybody on the hot seat. But our usher had, this was her first game back from a month-long suspension. She told us all of this in intimate, very close detail (laughs) that uh, she had gotten a month-long suspension because she had yelled, she'd gotten into a fight with somebody for not wearing their mask. Oh, God. And I could hear, she was talking to me the whole time. One, she kept calling Jackson Hayes the baby. (laughs) She said we need to play the baby more. That's nice. She hated Eric Bledsoe. She said it was time for Bledsoe to bled go. <laughs> she should be on this podcast. She didn't say that. I made that up. 
she didn't say the Bledsoe sucked. She said Jackson was great. And she was like talking shit about people in the crowd. She's like, this motherfucker has been fucking with me all game. He has been taking his mask down to eat popcorn, and he doesn't have any popcorn anymore. So she had a vendetta. She was completely... What she, a terrible job. Jesus. Oh, yeah. A bad job before. It is like a 10 times worse oh, job. Oh, yeah, and now. then they put the camera on her, and she has to you know, do the floss dance or whatever. <laughs> it's like, now it's the dance in Usher. Oh, but a, but at least you got to see the Pelicans lose. But at least I got to see them not only lose, but be humiliated. <laughs> It was such an absolute thrashing. I felt like I was way more involved in games, watching them on, you know, like freedomeagle.net, streaming them <laughs> off my laptop to my TV with a pop-up every five seconds, and it's nine minutes behind. I felt like I was way more involved watching those games. When I was there, it's was just like, this is nice to be out of the house and be drinking a $20 butt ice. <laughs> yeah, that's something, right? I did not pay that much attention to the game. I was looking around. I was having a blast the whole time. Uh, dude, that's a uh, it's nice. You got to go, though. Yeah, it was it was easy to go to. Uh, you know, I, I parked at a meter. Like, imagine parking for free during a normal Pelicans. Game. Yeah, I, know. I was able to very close to the arena. As soon as we got out, uh, uh, a young uh, entrepreneur <laughs> was like, hey, y'all want some Bud Lights? And we we're like, yes. yes, give us two. And he goes, five dollars. He's an Asian man. And uh, I we, we got the two Bud Lights, and he was like, no, it's $5 each. It's like, we're not in the arena, motherfucker. Yeah, come on, bro. Dude, I know. But, you know, you leave, and then he keys your car. Yeah, I was going to say, he's kind of gotcha. <laughs> You're leaving something behind for him, not, not the other way around. Yeah. I bought a ticket to the Elite Eight one time outside the arena. I know we're getting off track. Uh, There's no off track. This yeah. is a podcast. The, uh, I, got, I went to the Elite Eight when it was uh, in the arena, and it was Florida against Butler. There was nobody there. Mm -hmm. Like, it was, there couldn't have been a worse draw. It was like an afternoon game. And the guy walked up with tickets, and we we're like, yeah, hey, we just we need three tickets. He's like, all right, that'll be $100 each. We're like, <laughs> the, the, we're literally the only people here. And he's like, all right, $50. And we just kept staring at him. I don't think anyone said a word. He's like, all right, $5. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's fine. How badly do you want to see Gordon Hayward? Yeah, the hell is I, I, it was like the year after Gordon Hayward, like Shelvin Mack or whatever. I don't know. It was uh, like a very non – it was as nondescript as like an Elite Eight game gets. There was probably less than 7,000 people there in the arena. It was like the year – like Jimmer Fredette was there for the yeah. Sweet 16. And so BYU brought like a gazillion people, and then they lost. And then nobody wanted to go to the next <laughs> round. All the Mormons just like rushed out of town as fast yeah, where as possible. Were they? they were at Razoo's. They got in their covered wagons and got the F out of town. <laughs> uh, I would recommend going to a pandemic time game. Uh, the tickets weren't outrageous. You know, seats in the Smoothie King Center are pretty good no matter yeah. where you sit anyway. Small arena. And, uh, you know, it's just a little experience, probably a little more fun than a Saints game during yeah. the during the pandemic. So check one out if you can. Yeah. Yeah. This uh sponsored by the Pelican 525 hoop. Everybody This will be the thing that gets us sued <laughs> out of everything we've said <laughs> that saying yeah. that the Pelicans sponsor us. We will be homeless tomorrow. Uh, the the bars are open in the arena. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh I believe so. We recorded last Tuesday, correct? No, we recorded last Wednesday, right? 
I don't honestly remember. I think it was Tuesday. Gr- as since usual. then, I believe Griff has made comments that said that the Pelicans are basically asking their young guys to earn their minutes. That's their big. That's the big uh, thing right now. Is is that Griff came out and uh, and alluded to the fact that you know all the DNPs that are getting racked up by your first round picks, Jackson Hayes, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Kyra Lewis. The reason is because you need to earn your minutes, uh, which seems like bullshit. Because if you needed to earn your minutes, then the team should be better, and maybe you wouldn't have the worst defense in the NBA. So I understand him trying to kind of stand up for his coach. Uh, the guy he just hired and like, okay, we're going to give this, we're going to, you know, kind of be in his corner. Uh, but that concept of like, we're, we're only going to play the best guys every single night because all these games matter and we're going out to play to win every night. I don't think that holds a lot of water as far as logic. Earn your minutes is a statement for a good team. Correct me if exactly. I'm wrong, right? Exactly. It's a team that's like trying or that like where it's hard to crack the rotation. This team that has the worst defense in the NBA shouldn't be that difficult to crack the rotation. If, if you're saying it's almost insulting because if you're saying earn your minutes on a team that's in 11th place midway through the season, yeah. you're saying this team sucks shit. <laughs> you exceptionally suck. Yeah, and we we spent picks on you, and we're not going to play you. Yeah. It's like it's it's a there there's a logical. Uh, how do you earn your minutes either? Because yeah. these, the, uh, you know, there have been glimpses from these players on the court in actual games of being okay. Jackson Hayes had a good game against Chicago. Kyra Lewis has been the only player, uh, specifically against Miami, he was the only player that looked like he was there. Yeah. Where are they supposed to earn their minutes in practice? Yeah, well, they don't ever practice yeah. either, you know? So it's because there's a gazillion games. And then there will be the second half too. There's like 35 games in 72 days. It's crazy. Uh, but the concept, it, 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 if you follow it long enough, if you follow the trail of logic long enough, you get into a circle. Like it is a, a dog just chasing its tail because it's like e- either you botch these picks and you you sign kids that can't play defense, don't care, or aren't good, uh, or you have a coach that is not allowing these guys to get any time to play and therefore is not mm-hmm. developing talented players who do give a shit. Like, one of these two things has to be true. And the 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 fallacy that you've built that, like, oh, well, no, we're playing to win right now. <laughs> and that we're building a culture that says that if you don't play the right way, that you can't get minutes on this team. Meanwhile, Eric Bledsoe is basically asleep on the court for half the game. Uh, and he's getting, you know, 30 minutes. So it, it, you're also playing Zion 38 minutes in games that are completely ridiculous. Like, come on. You're playing eight-man rotations on back-to-backs. Like, some of the stuff they're doing. Some of the stuff is dangerous. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, none of, this season isn't supposed to be that, so I don't understand why they're doing it that way. And all of this would be fine if it was accomplishing the goal. The goal is not getting anywhere near accomplished, which is to win games. Right. If all of this is being drilled like even if they were winning i think you could question some of this stuff but when you're not winning then it's like well all of this seems incredibly stupid yeah they're not just not winning they're losing spectacularly yeah and i and the, really the uh the bottoming out of that earn your minutes thing is josh hart is not in the starting lineup yeah but he's playing a lot i know 
But he's he like. But what's the difference? But so like Josh Hart gets held up as like the standard, right? Like you want guys to play essentially as hard as Josh Hart does. Yeah, he's if Kenny Hustle played basketball. Yeah. <laughs> He's like the one guy on a nightly basis. You can be like, all right, I know this guy is going to play hard both ends of the court, whatever. But he's the only one. Correct. Kyra Lewis might be number two, honestly. But he stinks on defense, too. Now I think it's less effort than it is just understanding where he's supposed to be. Uh, But they've got like they have a lot of guys who play a lot of minutes who do nothing defensively like if you want to start holding guys accountable and tell them to earn their minutes because of how they play on the defensive end bench brandon ingram right bench zion williamson sometimes you know bench lonzo ball who gets blown by every other possession like you suck on deep like you don't get to be last place on defense playing an eight-man rotation by accident like this is this is who these guys are uh so it does lead us into the next topic which is what do you do at the trade deadline to address this? Like, this is an unsustainable little patch that they're in right now. Well, what one thing I did want to mention real quick is I don't blame young players like Kyra Lewis for not being there on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely blame Stan, who is known as a defensive coach, for these players not getting better at defense. Yeah. It, it's inexcusable for, you know, Lonzo especially and, and the other three. But uh, I don't – I think everyone overrates coaching to a very large extent in professional sports, but particularly Every writer basketball. says that, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like what we've shown – what we've proven without a shadow of a doubt right here is that you switch from an offensive coach to a defensive coach. Your offense got better. Your defense got worse. It's about the players, and you can't switch all the players. Right. You can only you can try to switch the coach, but the philosophy is really not that important because these guys have so much freedom and there's so many games that they're gonna kind of be who they are. And this team is a team that is either tuned out Stan Van Gundy or does not have the ability to execute what he's asking them to do. Either so way, it's a problem. This team with any coach, probably in the same situation. I mean, I'm sure if I was coaching, they'd be worse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if if you Brett, were out you know, there, Brad you know, Brad Stevens is coaching. If if Pop is coaching, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they'd be better with like a great coach, but I just don't think the difference would be astronomical yeah. one way or the other. There's like, five great NBA coaches. Yeah. Percentage-wise, every, everyone else is around the same. Exactly. And then there's a couple guys who really suck at the bottom, and they usually get fired pretty quickly, like the guy in Minnesota. You know, like, they, they get, like, most everybody else in the middle, and you kind of go as your personnel goes. This team needs to change its personnel. Like, we'll, they're going to give them a couple games after the break. I believe there's two weeks until the trade deadline. They're going to give them a couple of weeks, uh, I guess, and get right to the deadline and see if they put together some wins and whatever. But, like, right now, you're in 11th place. Like, what are you playing for? Like, what is the purpose of this? Like, you either have to – I don't know who wants Eric Bledsoe, but you got to try to get rid of Bledsoe and Redick and maybe Ball, even though Lonzo's played well. It's not his fault. Like, right. this isn't all Lonzo's fault. But I don't know how you go in to the rest of the season and next year thinking, yeah, this is our core. Like, we've got, these are the three guys that are going to spend 90% of our salary cap on Ingram and Zion and Lonzo, and we're good to go. It's like, well, they're doing that now, and they're completely healthy, and they suck. So how do you build around that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it it could be a a simple thing of, well, not simple, but 
The solution is the pieces around the three. I don't think they're necessarily the worst three in the world. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Lonzo has been playing very well since yeah. you, you know, scorched him <laughs> and his family. I, actually, I just said he the team goes as Lonzo No, goes. I know. But we've scorched Lonzo That's before, true, of course, yes. and so yes. has everybody. Sure. And, and rightfully so. I, I don't think they're the worst three in the world to build a team around. They're just not building around them the correct way. So that's the question, right? Is like, is it is it a problem of that trio is not good enough defensively to ever compete, or is it if you built the other, you know, four through nine spots in a better way? Say if you had drafted, you know, functional NBA players, or if you had free agents who you know weren't at the end of their rope and didn't suck. Uh, if you had done something like that, would this team be good? And I don't know the answer to that question, and I don't think they know the answer well, to that question. Well, that's also kind of positioning it as a defense is the key to this team being good. I think we've seen that, right? Yeah. I guess you don't even have to be – they don't have to be good. They just have to be, like, not the worst defense. Well, it's also a unique question in the current uh, – the, the way the NBA is currently played because if you look at the last couple of championship teams, you know, the Raptors had one great defensive player. Yeah. Pascal's a, a pretty good. Lauer is pretty good defensively too. Yeah, the Golden State Warriors. Who? Draymond? Anybody else? Yeah, I JaVale mean, Javale McGee. No, Clay could defend. They had. They all had like. They had a more cohesive unit. They were cohesive. They were also not twenty-two. Yeah, but you're right that they outscored. Yeah, a lot of times. So it it might be just hard for them to quantify how this Pelican <laughs> team can be good because yeah. there's been no example of how this Pelicans team can be good. Yeah, being thirtieth on defense though is a problem, especially for I mean Stan Van Gundy. You know, say if if coaches make a difference or not, he's still fucking known as a defensive coach. Yes, it's the reason he was hired. The reason he got paid $5 million or whatever it was. Should have kept Alvin as an offensive coordinator. <laughs> the reason that he got the money he got and the reason he got the job was exclusively to improve the defense, and he has obviously failed at that job thus far. Now, they have to parse out, and I can't do it because I've looked at it you know, six ways. I can't figure out. you got to parse out, is it the fault of the core of – Ball, Ingram, and Ho and Holiday. Ball, Ingram, and Williamson, or is it the surrounding pieces? So is it the nucleus, or is it you know what's floating around right. it? And that's a decision that has to get made in the next two weeks. Because if you want to keep Lonzo, you're gonna have to pay him, and then you're you're th that is who your team is for the foreseeable future. So there's a huge decision coming up in two weeks. I have no idea what they're gonna do. I honestly don't even know what the right decision is, but. When you look at the record, you say, yeah, this obviously doesn't work, right? Yeah. I, I, but, you know, the counterpoint is that it's very hard to say that two all-stars and one player that plays like an all-star 30% of the time <laughs> yeah. is, you know, uh, incalculable to them, to their success. Yeah. yeah. It is hard. Uh, they're, they're not in a great position, and I don't fault them for whatever they do. Yeah. That'll be on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll kill the trade. Whatever Whenever the, trade the is. first <laughs> thing is, we'll rip it to pieces. Then they'll, you know, beat the Jazz by 30, lose to the Timberwolves <laughs> by 19, and we'll figure it out from there. We'll kill whatever the trade is. But there, it, it is uh, the biggest topic on this team as you enter the next two weeks. 
trade deadline very fast approaching. That will uh, change the whole tenor of, of where this franchise is headed. And if nothing else, you get move some guys out, you get more minutes for rookies. I think there's a lot that's going to change second half of the season because if they repeat what they just did, this show is going to be a goddamn nightmare. Uh, the the fan base is going to decline <laughs> rapidly. Yes. Like we won't even. We'll be talking about you know the Zephyrs. They don't even. Knows. They're not even we'll here. We'll be talking about voodoo, <laughs> Monroe moccasins, Shreveport mud bugs. We'll be covering them all. <laughs> Greatest moments of SPHL hockey or whatever that league that, that the brass was in. Yeah, uh, there there will be. Uh, a dearth of things if the Pelicans cannot at least do something different in the second half. So uh, we will continue on this path. We will switch gears, however, though, and uh, get into the New Orleans Saints, who had a huge week uh, despite uh, a, you know, still not really even in the meat of the offseason. So stick around. We're going to talk about the Saints coming up right here, Polk and Cush. get now a little saints news Uh, a lot happened this week polk not only did cam jordan and demario davis restructure uh there are now trade talks about emmanuel sanders malcolm brown latavius murray quan alexander and then on tuesday the guy we've talked about over and over again marcus williams getting put with the franchise tag Hmm. so that means he's coming back are you surprised? I'm surprised. I'm surprised. That's not a name that was mentioned with the franchise tag, I don't believe. There was a report like three hours before this came out that said they were not going to use a franchise tag on anyone. And then they came out and did it. So I don't know what the hell's going on. But that is a uh, a huge change for this team to bring him back. And it also shows that somehow they're keeping this group together again. And I don't know how they're doing it cap-wise, but the guy's a goddamn magician. Yeah, Marcus Williams franchise tag. <laughs> it just sounds weird. I know. Franchise anything. How sounds. many episodes was it? We were like, all right, dude, we <laughs> we forgave you. Yeah, we gave you a little bit more of a run, and uh, all right, hit the road, Jack. Move along. Now this guy's got a franchise tag. He's a captain. <laughs> he will be probably. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, I guess he's good. Statistically, he's quite good. It's just a personal thing. It is. It's one of those. He is. We've said it before. It's like he's one of those guys. He looks worse when you watch him than what his. He, yeah, his number. Reflects. His numbers are great. Yeah, of course. But dude, we remember. But how? <laughs> how are they doing this? I don't know. Every summer, they're like. The Saints are in cap hell, dude. I don't and there are gazillion dollars over the cap, and they're never going to be able to get out of this. And this is the last year they're going to be able to keep this group together. And then every year is like, well, well, Mickey Loomis just you know pulled a rabbit out of his ass, and all of a sudden the Saints are able to keep the entire team together and sign some free agent that you don't care about. Like it is incredible that he's doing this yet again, even with the cap 
dropping, I guess, from because it's a COVID year. I don't understand any of it. I don't understand any of it. I just don't get it. Like, are th- have these guys all been lying to us for the last five years? Or is he literally just like finding ways to do things that no one's ever done? Before? You know, I think we can look to the government for a little light on this. Like looking <laughs> at the coronavirus relief bill, yes. we realize money is not real. <laughs> There's no tangible money. There's no worth to it. Like you can actually question the worth of money. Yeah. What does that mean? Sure. In, in the realest sense of things, what is the worth of a piece of paper? There's nothing. It is a social construct. The saints have figured out that money is not real. Look, I'm not the person to be talking about this. I took out a loan to pay my phone bill. I go to a check cashing place every day. I do the check in the cash. People listening at home can't see me doing the finger check. check. In the cash. I do the check in the cash. I have I got no clue yeah. what I don't know what cap means. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing with this. Does it have something to do with your birthday present of them (laughs) sending Jared Cook to an island? Seriously. Yeah, they cut him. They cut Josh Hill. So that feels like, you know, the loser department has gotten clear. Josh Hill wasn't a loser. He's been on the team for fucking 30 years. It wasn't Josh Hill's fault, but they threw that goddamn one yard screen pass to Josh (laughs) Hill three times a game. And I would get like flooded with like eight texts every time. Be like, that play has not worked in in 10 years. Why do they taste? Taysom do it. Didn't Taysom do it a time or two this year? I feel like yeah, and the that's white better. guy to white guy connection. Well, he not can better. move, you know. Like, no. well, I guess Drew Brees is white. <laughs> <laughs> a little, he's a little wet. Uh, I, I, it, it is it, it baffling to me that every time I hear the the NFL media, which I have no idea about the NFL. I, 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 you know, cover the NBA. I have a pretty good grasp on what's going on there. I have no clue. I'm very casual with the NFL. And I just keep getting told over and over again that it's cap. Uh, they're in cap prison and they can't get out of it. And they're going to have to do basically what the Patriots did this year and like take a year and just like, you know, commit seppuku uh, and just start <laughs> over from scratch because they overdid it. And then this guy just keeps getting reverse mortgages and he's calling J.G. Wentworth and they're just bringing in more money every time. And it's like, so what year does this actually like do you have to pay the bill? And I guess the answer to that question is really never, never. Maybe the day he were like the, the day the NFL is like, all right, you can't do whatever this, you know, tiddlywinks bullshit that you've done to move this money around and you actually have to pay the bill this year i think he's just going to retire on the spot i mean this is what i've been trying to do with jansen <laughs> like look i'll get you the money later just give me the fucking house just give me give me the keys i will find a way to pay you later it is i mean it, it is uh it is mickey loomis doing you know 30 year reverse mortgages on a house if it put it down pay if it works you know i guess it's better to keep a a, a, what was their fucking record this year 11 and i think you're 12 and 4 this year yeah 12 and 4 if it's probably better to keep a 12 and 4 team together yeah than to blow it up yeah so sure go for it even if you don't know who the quarterback is i don't know how you pay a quarterback I don't know what Jameis Winston is going to ask for in the open market, but I mean, how do that, you pay a quarterback? I don't know. The, the, you know, that is the most important position on the team. So that's an entirely different issue. But if you can keep a core around it, maybe you can work around it. 
we certainly saw that with Teddy Bridgewater on the Saints. Yeah, and he's always the Saints can work around it. So let's work around it. I guess this whole thing is just bananas because I really was expecting them to have like wholesale changes. Then you see Dak Prescott gets a gazillion dollars, and you're like, well, this is just kind of how it goes in the NFL now. Everybody kind of structures these deals. Like nobody really knows how any of this makes sense. Because it is not a logical system to have a hard cap like that. And so everyone's just moving money from one year to the next. And all the bonuses are all over the place. And I don't think it's built for me and you to really understand what's no. happening. No, I mean, when they're like, oh, they're $50 million over the cap. I'm like, well, how do you get over the cap? <laughs> then you get to the cap, they're like, all right, no more. Yeah. How like, the fuck does that work? <laughs> it's like in college when I would try to draw money out of my debit card. Yeah. They'd be like, no. <laughs> Your gift card has been declined <laughs> at Panda Express. I put $150 on this Chili's gift card, and I, it says I have 11 cents left. Let me buy something for 11 cents, please. Dude, did you watch the Thomas Morstead video? <sighs> that was really over the top. Yeah. That I was a I very dramatic punter leaving I situation. get that you're a punter. Additionally, you won the Super Bowl your fucking rookie year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was, it was a very, you know, I'm ready for my close up uh-huh. moment of just like, yeah, dude, it's been a dramatic year and you're, can I name another punter? Ray guy. There you, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's in the league anymore. Uh, Ryan yeah. Allen, Ryan yeah. Allen. He's a punter. The, Who the fuck is another punter? I don't know, dude. The Colquitt brothers went to Tennessee with me. I think they're still in the league. I honestly don't know, though. I very sweet. Thank you, Thomas. Okay, it reminded me a yeah. little of like uh, you know, leave Britney alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, also funny, you know. He's you know crying about how much he loves the city and everything, and then he's like on his way to Cabo Wabo. <laughs> Looking in a private plane. Uh, Look, I will never forget (laughs) this city as I'm taking tequila shooters with the worm in it. I I respect Thomas Morrison. I think Thomas Morrison did really good things. Like he was actually he's huge. He could fucking rip me in half. (laughs) He did actually like was a uh, someone who enjoyed being here. Did like normal things. I would see him at concerts and bars and restaurants i respect thomas morrison i think he actually does want to be here all that stuff put all that aside the fact the reaction that you saw from the saints media showed everything about what thomas morstead had done here for the last however many years which is like they love that guy of course they and they love that guy it's fun to make fun of stuff thomas morstead probably won the nfc championship game yeah he was very good yeah and you know obviously i think garrett hartley was the mvp of the super bowl so i have love for my white special teams guys (laughs) however i'm gonna clown you a little bit because it was just a silly situation but uh so over the top over the top guys the fans, and then it was always like, oh, my God, he touched the city or whatever. I was like, dude, I was in restaurants with Thomas Morstead, and I can tell you, no one cared. I was stood in line behind him at bars. No one cared. I bet all the women cared. Yeah, it was like he was certainly a good guy that people liked. People weren't going to the Superdome to watch Thomas Morstead, okay? <laughs> like, let's give it a freaking rest. They went to go see Drew Brees. Like, you can give all the the 
BS they throw about Drew Brees is totally fair. This was so over the top. I was like, no, you guys like him. And I've been there. I have players that as a media member, I like it's like, you guys really like him because he's a great quote and he was always available to talk to you. He's also not done playing football. He's going he to be. another team. Yeah, that I don't know you who know, that maybe. team's going to be. He, was, he had the <laughs> lowest average in the NFL punting this year. He was not good. Seattle Kraken? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be. Do they need punters in the arena two league or the whatever that Twitch league that Johnny Manziel is in? Uh, so great career, Thomas Morstead. I, I did find it just it was very a, a very telling moment. We are not look. If you want somebody to praise you and s your d, listen to any other Saints, Saints podcast. <laughs> We're here to have fun and make fun of you. So please don't murder me when I see you at Fat Harry's in a few weeks. <laughs> please don't kick my ass when I see you at Eiffel. That was yeah. the last time I saw Thomas Morstead. Dude, yeah, he stood out. He had a long ponytail and everything. Uh, I, I think the Saints will upgrade at the position. Uh, I think the Saints are Yeah, they're be- getting a Francis the Talking Mule. To- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I really do expect them to be every bit as good as they were last year, this year. Now, I didn't think they were really a Super Bowl team the whole season, despite how many games they won. Uh, but at the same time, like, they had a chance. Yeah. They had as good a chance as Tampa Bay did. They were every bit as good as Tampa Bay. They just lost in the playoffs to them because they're a hundred year old quarterback through a million interceptions. Who it's March tenth. He still hasn't retired, so we still have to talk about this. God damn it. But I'll do it for two sentences. Oh, and Polk who caught that mosquito last week can't catch it this time. So you're I wasn't trying to. I didn't want you to call it a spider again. <laughs> it looked like a spider. Uh so yeah, Drew Brees still hasn't retired. I don't know how long this is gonna go on, but it's officially annoying. I like that the Bud Light Lime Studio is filled with insects at all moments. <laughs> uh, yeah, what what do you have to say about Drew Brees? I bet he's got a lot of cameos under his belt now. He's probably Been made a lot of birthdays. I bet he made fifty grand in cameos. He might have made a hundred grand in cameos. How much was his cameo? It was like nine hundred dollars. Jesus Christ! <laughs> How stupid do you have to be to buy that? Let's pull up the list of They're people not, that are that stupid. There are people who do cameo who charge a lot of money who are really good at it. I've seen his, and they're not that good. I got a Sinbad cameo for Joe Cardosi. <laughs> it was 40 USD. That motherfucker <laughs> talked for an hour. I had to edit him out. He was talking so much. He was just happy to be on camera. Uh, that's such a great call to get <laughs> Sinbad. I wanted Bam Margera, but he'd just been like, he just returned to prison, I believe. Hospital, yeah. What do you think Alex Anzalone's cameo rate is going oh, these yeah. days? Low, low, $5 for Alex Anzalone. He was whining on some podcast of the Saints. He didn't like the Saints because they, uh, you know, didn't have faith in him. I was like, yeah, you know what? They don't have faith in you because you're suck. always injured and <laughs> yeah, you suck. You suck. <laughs> I was uh, during the Buccaneers game. I had a, a, a friend in uh, who who lives in Hong Kong, of all places, was watching the game. And he just he doesn't, you know, he's a Packers How fan. Did, he was no. waiting to see the next week. And he just goes, who the hell is 47? This guy sucks. He's like, get 47 out of the game. I was like, well, the starters hurt. So they really have nowhere else to go. He's like. Play literally nobody there. Like he is, he killed them in that playoff game. He was so bad. 
Uh, I will miss saying anal zone. I enjoyed yeah, of that. Course. That was the highlight of his career here was me getting to text people anal zone in all caps whenever he made, did anything well. <laughs> also, if you want to know the joke I just didn't say about somebody from Hong Kong asking about Alex Anzalone, <laughs> DM us on Twitter and I'll tell you what I would have said. Or you can follow our <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> There's just going to be a bunch of uh, inappropriate jokes for 25 minutes. There could be a new anal zone, though. Yeah, I mean, sure. We need to find them. That's going to be hard. (laughs) Going to probe deep for that one. Uh, (laughs) This is so sophomoric. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right. On that note, we will jump into uh, our segments coming up. So stick around. We'll be right back. Pull game. Good. Don't touch that dial. You've got Polk on it. Polk news. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving it. Uh, I'm going to put some music around it. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Polk news. What you say? LeBron James, what are you saying? LeBron James says that his decision... Easy for you to say. ...on taking the vaccine is private. I got into so many Twitter fights about this. I um I got called a racist many times. Yeah, what else is new? Yeah. I don't um I don't care if LeBron James has thoughts that are private, <laughs> statements that are private. However, <laughs> what's the last thing that LeBron James said would be private regarding political, health, social? Yeah. Anything? I know what he eats for dinner on Tuesdays. Taco? Yeah. Well, no. That's, Everyone yeah. knows what he eats for dinner on <laughs> fucking Tuesday, and he won't tell us that he's going to get whether or not he's going to get the vaccine, which his endorsement could actually promote people to get it who might be on the fence, and he will not help. So, yeah, he has the right to privacy. Yeah, it still pisses me off. LeBron completely has the right to privacy. It is a right he has never exercised. <laughs> it's like, you have, you do have the right to remain silent. Also, you can fucking scream like a maniac. <laughs> they don't. And if you normally scream like a maniac, yes. then when you don't, people go, oh, why aren't you? Yeah. That's a little weird. That's unlike you. Uh, yeah. It's a, and I get. Now, yes, Space Jam 2 is coming out soon. He cannot alienate. The anti-vax community. I guess. I mean, they're not. They can't be that large, right? I absolutely understand why you would be skeptical because of that. However, LeBron James should fucking say that. Yeah. Yeah. That would actually be more impactful. He should say, I don't trust this vaccine and here's why. Yeah. Because at least he would be standing up. What he's doing right now is the same thing as the China stuff. He's saying, I don't want, you know, anti-vaxxers buy sneakers too. That is exactly what he's saying. And if you're going to, you know, build up your entire uh, uh, off-court persona as political, social, scientific, uh, public endeavors, then don't sit out the biggest fucking one of the last 100 years. We all have a part to play. 
in this vaccine. There's a very rare circumstance where every single person who gets a vaccine gets us a little bit closer to getting out of this completely. And he's someone who has a huge influence and could actually help a lot if he said the right thing or just said literally anything. And instead, he chooses now to be silent. I I find that, again, it's his right. He can be private. I'm fine with it. Please don't take me out of context. But it's an I find it annoying and I find it uh, I find it awful. Frankly. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think there's a saying the right thing. I think it's a saying an actually what you believe thing. Yeah. And he is taking the celebrity bullshit. I don't want to lose any sales way out of it. Maybe. It's and so bizarre. You know, whatever. <laughs> 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 yeah. What's next? Uh, nothing good. Dak Prescott, he's getting paid too much. Four years, $160 million. Goo. Yeah, I guess like, and a lot of it's guaranteed too, like $122 million is guaranteed. Oh my God. That's a lot to give a quarterback that has not had much playoff success. No, has he had any playoff success? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? No. I mean, not. No. <laughs> That's a lot of money. To, he was hurt, too, last year, wasn't he? I mean, you know, maybe it's kind of in, you know, the NBA has maybe been an early example, but I guess this is kind of the first example in the NFL of baby getting his way. Well, it's, it's like you just got to you got to pay quarterbacks. You have to keep them like you're yeah. it's so it's such an important position if you have a good one, you cannot. And Dallas lose it. is such a middle of the road team; it's not like they could go, "Well, fuck you," and then draft somebody this yeah. year. It's also a you know a shallow class this year, and Dallas doesn't seem like a team that's going to do that. It's just weird. A lot of money, a lot of money, and you know that's like a triple A AAA named quarterback without triple A abilities. I think. And he would be one of the like if they said, "Oh yeah, Dak is coming to the Saints." Like, ah, like maybe Drew should come back. That's like one of the few. I'd be like, "Yeah, maybe Drew would be." Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. I don't know. He's just a Sam's choice, Matt Stafford. I think at this <laughs> he's, point, he's he's Sorry, good. great value. He's I'm good. fucking fifty years old. <laughs> We mentioned uh, this goober on the on the Polk News last week, Les Miles. Ugh. He's been placed on administrative leave in Kansas, which, yeah, that makes sense, I right? I think he got fired. Did he not get fired? He may have since I wrote out the outline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was getting fired. Well, his lawyer is real cheesed off, and he says that there's uh, no evidence that he should have stayed away from these women don't Except, uh, the evidence is looking at him and yeah uh, and yeah. listening to him speak and knowing where he's from and where he's at <laughs> you know they say don't judge a book by the cover but if the if the book cover is less miles and it's go oh i can judge that yeah we're good it's also like they're terrible so firing him is not you know, a problem. They're, I think they're like the worst. They're team historically, in the country. yeah, they're the miserable. worst college football team. Yeah, you know, it's like them miserable. and Duke or whatever. Yeah, I think they. I don't know if they won a game last year, and they no. suck. So uh, I don't. That was a terrible choice of who to hire. Anyway, I just hope they don't go after Willie Fritz. It's my only concern. No, and keeping with the bad news, uh, Myers Leonard, Blazers. 
He uh, said a Jewish slur. Well, Starts with a K. Yeah. We won't say it. Not great. Not We won't say it again. Uh, he said <laughs> Not it. like you yell at me once we turn <laughs> off the mics. He said it on a Twitch stream, which is where grown men play video games for, other for children to watch. to watch. Dude, are you this mad while you're playing Tetris? That you're <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, yeah, I, he got roasted pretty hard today. Uh, <laughs> roasted? <That's... laughs> he got he got he got uh, he got beat up by the Twitter community. People are saying banish him for life from the NBA as a Jewish man. If this guy loses his job over saying this stupid word on Twitch, I'll be annoyed. That's also an odd one to yell out. On it's the so stream. weird. I don't. He must have not. Nobody can know what that means. Like, it's not a word that comes up no. often. We're very small people, and there's a lot of other words to level us with it. It's not a satisfying slur either. No. Like, it's just very abrupt. There's, like, you know, the slurs for, like, Irish people and Italians. Like, nobody uses any of these anymore. No. Because it's like... Because white people are white Exactly. Now. There's no Jews, Italians, or Irish. No, Everybody's just, just white. A white guy. White. Yeah. It's just a milk toast. What an absurd guys. thing. That That's like, that's like okay, you're probably actually really racist <laughs> if you say that <laughs> word. Because that's insane to say. It really is insane. You're it's, like super racist. I know. But I was, it was, uh, I can tell you though, in having the conversation across the online platforms today, it was nice to have... To be able to go, I'm allowed to have an opinion on this. <laughs> when everyone's screaming, they should kick him out of the league and he should be wherever. I was like, hey, uh, uh, no, because I'm allowed to now. This time I can tell you that no, that this is not offensive enough to kick this guy out of his job forever. His basketball will kick him out of the career, yeah. his career <laughs> soon enough. Okay, let's not do it for what he said in a one word. He said on a Twitch stream. Well, you know, his haircut gave it away. Yeah. For the most part. <laughs> he also like, stood yeah, during guy's... the national anthem last year. He that stood little... or he didn't? He was the only one who stood on the heat during the national sort of the national anthem. What was he doing with his right hand? Yeah. <laughs> He saw a bird and he pointed with it with all five fingers. Yeah, I always feel like a Nazi when I'm at the uh, the automatic hand dryer in the bathroom and I'm just fucking doing my hand underneath. I'm like, uh-oh, I'm accidentally. Uh, is that it? That's it. All right, everybody. That'll you got to take... come up with a better. Don't just say that's it. Yeah. Just that's... either take. Just go, all right, everybody. Don't go, oh, is that, <laughs> is that, is that it? it? Huh, loser? Okay. <laughs> uh, take us into your favorite part of every single week. Segments. Overrated. Overrated. Underrated. Underrated. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right. Underrated and overrated. Yes. That's it. That's the name <laughs> of the segment. Are you okay? Yeah, I thought you were going first. No, I can. Overrated nostalgia. Yeah? Nostalgia, reboots. Yeah, there's a lot of that. All of this shit. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Reboots. We got Rugrats coming back. Yeah. Party down. Yeah. Everything is Marvel. That's some kind of reboot. It's all in the same thing. It's all Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. It's all superheroes. We're all children. I'm sick of this shit. 
There's a new Animaniacs. There's like a new is Tiny really? Toons. Yeah, there is on Hulu. I saw Tom and Jerry on my HBO. Max. New Tom and Jerry on HBO. Every single thing is a reboot or some kind of all the live action Disney movies, live action Mulan. That's a reboot. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid. Grow up. <laughs> Can I ask you this? Yeah. Is the reason for all these reboots that they've basically lost the younger generation? Like, they cannot get them to watch a movie because all they do is go on YouTube and Instagram. And so, like, they don't care about movies. They don't care about shows. They don't care. So, literally, they're just trying to, to, re, to regain the millennial generation over and over and over again. And the only way to do that is by continuing to just make stuff that they already like. Well, if that is what they're doing, I think it's supremely misguided because... There is nothing I hated more as a child than stuff my parents liked. <laughs> and it's like, if you're a cool teen and you're, and you're in the millennial audience or whatever the fuck it is now. Then Z, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, I don't want to watch Archie. I don't want to watch <laughs> Sabrina. The, the, this is shit for my I don't want to watch Casper. I mean, we had a little bit too. Casper, Flintstones, yeah, Brady sure, Bunch, yeah, yeah. Beverly Hillbillies. All this shit is reboots, but there was plenty of original stuff around it. That's true. It does not seem like that anymore. Yeah. Everything is a reboot. Everything is a remake. Nostalgia is a mental condition from people <laughs> that are losers now and were cool <laughs> in high school. And, you know, you had sex while you were listening to a Fallout Boy album. Don't listen to Fallout Boy 30 years later. Don't go see them. We made fun of this shit when we were kids. We made fun of Brett Michaels coming back. We made fun of the new Fleetwood Mac song and all this shit. It all sucks. The past should stay dead. Continue and evolve. Tony Soprano said, remember when is the lowest form of conversation. Wise and man. I am sick of remember when. That Alan Jackson song about September. <laughs> Where were you Remember when they when? rebooted Party Down? Where were you when there was a Seinfeld reunion? No one wants a Seinfeld reunion. No. Seinfeld no. is 80 years old. Yeah, and it's good. Like, it was fine. That's what... Like, let it go. It was good. We're fine. I uh, we don't need this shit. I know. I do. I. I mean, I dig the nostalgia because I'm you know old, but at the same time, I also like. I don't care that much. Like if they. they but what's wrong with the old stuff? The old stuff saying. still it's exists. Fine. Yeah. It, 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 if they restarted, like I'm trying to think of anything that I really liked that they've restarted, and the answer is no. There's yeah. nothing what do, that I've what like do you want? Do you want a much. 2021 Frasier where Frasier's black? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want? Does anyone want that? Uh, and uh, they redid the West Wing, which is you know like the show that if you were to ask me like, okay, let's do a West Wing with like a conservative, like I could see that working if Aaron Sorkin did it. And instead, the West Wing reunion was them literally just doing a stage version of a show that aired 20 years ago, and it was unequivocally worse oh yeah like it was not even close like this is so much worse than when we just watched it with the guys in it so uh, all of this yeah. stuff should be compared to new coke i get but like yeah i get like there's a concept that works let's do it again in a different do way you want to see another no. batman movie no. <laughs> 
<laughs> there's another. F- I'm not. There's another fucking Batman movie with the there's guy like from Twilight. Movies, yeah. There's a Batman movie that's unreleased currently. But look, the, all the Keaton Batmans happened in like the early '90s, and they brought the Bale Batmans back like 20 years later, and those were great. Well, you've just ruined the segment. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, all right. So my overrated uh, speakers. I like a personal speaker. The Bluetooth speaker is out of control. Everyone's got these things everywhere. Uh, people walking in the park and they're just playing their music extremely loud, walking like they are a human speaker just going to wherever they want. I'm like they have Bluetooth headphones now. They're wired headphones. There are headphones for like eight cents out there. Put them in your ears because the point of the headphone is so when you are listening to music that only you are listening to, that only you can hear it. And instead, all the time, these people walking, running, biking, and they've just got music playing. And you're like, dude. I get that you want to hear this, but there's a better way. If you're in a group of people, I'm fine. Individuals listening on a loudspeaker in a public setting, incredibly absurd. The level of selfishness is just out of control. And uh, I don't know how we do about this epidemic, but it's making me crazy. Well, you said uh, biking, walking, and running. Yes. I've experienced this phenomenon None in, in none of those, mere, only in riding the bus and being at Walmart. Those are the Just two. Just walking down the aisle. Yeah. Speaker in the buggy or shopping cart if yeah. you're <laughs> snooty. <laughs> These are the places where I hear music being blasted. And it's never, you know, it ain't rent. People aren't dancing to the music. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, however it, if you want to listen to polk and kush yeah exactly put it as loud as you want i've seen it old ladies i've seen it young kids i've seen it out. it doesn't matter I, I you know all everywhere i go to kind of just walk in public there's always somebody just playing a speaker as loud as they can with some bullshit i'm like if you are by yourself and you are in public put the thing in your ears this is not complicated. Why do you insist on having all of us listen to what you're listening? There was a guy running at the park yesterday who had not only the loudspeaker like clipped to his belt or whatever it was, then he was stopping every lap and picking up rocks and putting them over his head, like kind of, you know, like a 10-pound rock. I don't know. That's like and picking them up over his head. I was like, this guy, I think, has a disorder. I was like, this is the craziest person I've ever seen in my life. I was like, what is happening here? And then he got in the car and drove home. And I was like, well, I don't think he had a disorder. I think he's just an asshole. <laughs> I was like, so uh, the, we got an epidemic when it comes to people just not giving a crap about what anybody else thinks. Yeah. And it's bothering me when I'm in public. At these parks, which is the only time I really interact with the public. I, yeah, I get it. Uh, all right, Pug, what you got for underrated? These people are lifting up rocks like Ben Stiller rock. and yeah, heavyweights. It was ridiculous. Devil log. Like, this guy's just doing squats with a single rock. I was like, this is bizarre. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, I haven't man. gotten to that point yet. Yeah, thank God. Uh, underrated for me, tax evasion. Yeah. <laughs> It's good to tax evade? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Okay. People act like it's a crime and don't do it. I I think it's good. What are the odds you get caught, really? I mean, I don't have 
any fleshed out ideas about this. <laughs> it is based solely on the fact that I don't want to pay my taxes this year, and I don't think I should have to. Yeah, I mean, what did you have? To, well, I mean, really? Do you really have to pay them? How much what money you, did I make? Is you, that what you're asking what you, me? What do you owe this Do you this want country? me to go on Twitch right now and respond to this? <laughs> what do you owe this country? <laughs> you know, like, I owe this country nothing. Exactly. My house is filled with bugs. I've received nothing. <laughs> I've Sleepy, Sleepy Joe has not sent me my money for <laughs> what did he promise it for? He's like, oh, you could buy ketchup and honey with this. <laughs> That's what you kids like, huh? And get, get a Bazooka Joe <laughs> and an old. Uh... You can take your old records yeah. off. The shelf. Yeah, I was watching fucking Sleepy Joe and the talkies, as he calls it. And he said I was getting two th- 2K. This motherfucker still hasn't sent it. I'm not giving him shit. Give me my money, Joe. Give me my fucking money. <laughs> and I'm not going to pay taxes. Dude, if he gives me that sixteen hundred in my head, I'm like, oh, I'll pay off a credit card. But instead, I'm just gonna, you know, get a PlayStation Five. I'm gonna get three PlayStation Fives. <laughs> That's what they want you to do. But then I'll mine Bitcoin off it, all three of them. That's good. That. That's a good point. No, don't pay your taxes because the country does nothing for you. <laughs> Have outside of my house, there's an actual sinkhole. Like we're in fucking Guatemala. If you when you back out well, of this no, sinkhole. <laughs> Name a better sinkhole <laughs> name reference. Better sinkhole. Name a better sinkhole <laughs> reference, Kush, right now. Name a better one. You can't do it. Look, I'm just saying this country has done nothing for me. Oh, yes. It definitely. is actively against me. Yeah. You didn't even use the public school system. No. I, I guess you did in college. Well, yeah, a little bit. There you go. But doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> because I've done nothing with that education. See, this is another flaw of America. I've received nothing from the educational system. Look, bottom line is, I'm not paying <laughs> taxes. Like a pretty personal gripe. I'm not paying taxes, and yeah. neither should you. Yeah. Because you don't have shit. Yeah. Your your city's a circus. <laughs> your city is a clown show. You have nothing because of America. Everything you have is because you've earned it. Just America's t- given you nothing. Just take those old records off the <laughs> shelf. Uh, All right. You're going to pay taxes and it's going <laughs> to fix your roads? I'm going to pay taxes so I don't go to jail. Are you going to get a cop driving out of your house to make sure your car isn't getting stolen? No, none of this stuff happens. You pay your taxes. You are funding your enemy, LaToya. Yeah. She's going to the, you know, Cabo Wabo with, <laughs> with fucking Thomas Will Lutz and Thomas Morstead. <laughs> They're doing a conga line right now. Oh, man. Look, just <laughs> don't give in. At IRS. <laughs> what are they? Find me. I move six times a year. Find me. Find me. me. Oh, God. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, underrated. Mine is very different. Uh, conference tournaments. Paying taxes. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's by patriotic duty. Um uh, Conference tournaments are great. Everybody talks about March Madness when they talk about it. Uh, they usually refer to the NCAA tournament, which, you know, is the bigger thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the conference tournaments, there's like a gazillion more games. There's a lot more bad teams that play in it. And you can gamble just as much on that one <laughs> as you can the other one. And it's just a generally more fun thing because it's wall to wall. There's almost no stakes on the games because nobody really cares who wins the conference tournament. <laughs> and you can just bet like crazy and you can watch basketball just sun up to sundown for like five straight days. 
it is uh, just the greatest week of the year with regards to daytime sports. Uh, and everybody really focuses their March Madness attention uh, to the NCAA tournament. I really think it needs to be directed. We need a little, a little more love for the conference tournament. Very much an underrated thing. And uh, one of the hot spots of gambling of all time. Oh, yeah. I bet on the Rice Southern Miss game today. I tried to bet on the Rice Southern Miss you game today. You couldn't find anyone I, to I, take it. I bet on the Mercer <laughs> basketball game last night. I bet on the Sun Belt Championship. Tonight, I won money on the Horizon League Championship. Who won the Sun Belt? Lamar? Appalachian State. Okay. Appalachia. Uh, yeah. So, you know, a uh, <laughs> the one of the best weeks ever. So, conference tournaments. We're watching, and we love you. This is you're uh, underrated as gambling. That's what that means. <laughs> daytime, <laughs> daytime gambling during the week. It doesn't happen that much. There's not that much to gamble. I on. suppose so. You could just gamble on day to day life. Yeah. At this point, will Polk get arrested for daytime? <laughs> not really evasion. It's avoidance. <laughs> avoidance. Same thing. All right, uh, that'll take us into my favorite part of every single week on this show, ladies and gentlemen. The worst. I can kick us off this week. Uh, the worst is the worst thing I saw or read this week. Always a hotly contested one. Oh yeah. This one's a little fun because it's from the UK. The story was written in the UK. It affects the globe. Uh, fury. As woke Scrabble bosses look to ban <laughs> words, including farting, boobies, and arse. It's arse, so you know it's foreign. Oh. Basically, uh, you know, Scrabble has an official dictionary of words that they will and will not recognize in official combat. Yes, <laughs> combat so challenge or whatever. Yeah, right? and yeah. recently they've added words. Uh, emoji was added recently macaroon was added recently you know like those have been around for under fucking yeah. year i guess i just forgot but emoji that makes sense but now scrabble has decided to ban potentially offensive words including 400 words such as farting boobies fatso ghoulies <laughs> that's a, such a great word <laughs> i don't know what ghoulies means. yeah i don't know what ghoulies means either i bet it means boobs Ghoulies. Boffing, which I believe is making love. Wrinklies, that's your balls. God, if I was playing Scrabble with somebody and they pulled out wrinklies, <laughs> like, I would... Yeah, it was removed. <laughs> you, you win. You actually win. The move has angered players, including 2014 world champion and twice British champ, I don't even have to say his name, Craig Beavers, age 39. <laughs> He's got to be like the Scrabble version of the bowling guy that was like, who do you think you are? I am. It's like, yeah, the, the Pete Weber with the DX job. Yeah, yeah, yeah Chris's dad, Pete. Uh <laughs> Craig Beaver said the woke brigade is ruining our game. Now, really, this this comes down, I think, to an old saying when uh, Scrabble words are outlawed, yeah. only outlaws <laughs> will Scrabble words. <laughs> it's not a great saying, but of course, I don't know. But apparently Scrabble, Scrabble, competitive Scrabble players are mad when they take away any words. Well, yeah, you've just taken bullets out of their arsenal. You can't say arse anymore. <laughs> what a stupid... What What is the Scrabble community fixing here? 
Is anybody's life better because of this? I don't know. Maybe people that are bad at Scrabble. The Oh, you can't write boobies anymore. That was always the most fun I had as a child playing oh, yeah. Scrabble. Was, you know, writing out ass or poo yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Didn't get a lot of points for it, but it was great. No, but, you know, I'm a simpleton. Yes. Yeah, I, uh, if you're, we've, it's really crossed into everything, man. The professional Scrabble. First of all, if you're playing professional Scrabble, just. Yeah. Start over. Hang it up, dude. <laughs> Start over. You could Respawn. Probably, you could even get a better board game. <laughs> exactly. Professional Uno. Yeah, that sounds great. Professional Monopoly. I've seen those tournaments for. Oh my god, that's a uh, that's a horse of a different color. Uh, we'll move on to my worst of the week. Normally, I go local, but mm-hmm. this week I actually saw something unfold in real time, and it uh, it just made me. Absolutely laughed so hard that I had to make it my worst. Locally, I was going to do that. Rudy Rudiger, a.k.a. Rudy, is going to be at Fat Boy's Pizza this week. It's like the, signing autographs. You guys from Notre Dame? Yeah. The actual Rudy. No. Not Sean Astin, no, who's 100 be times better. more famous than actual Rudy. This guy's flying here to go to a pizza place that isn't good. And I guess hand out pizza. I don't know. But I just found it hilarious. It was like, this is what this guy's doing now. Is that <laughs> a thing people can do? <laughs> it's like he's just showing up at pizza places. He's not even like, there's not a show. There's not anything. It's literally just like, hey, come get this bad pizza and you can see Rudy. Did he eat pizza in the movie? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, who's going to go to the, like, hey, kids, let's go see Rudy. He's at this pizza place. Like, what are we going to do when we get there? I will see him. <laughs> We're going to see him. Oh, the guy from the are movie? Are you sure wow, he the guy doesn't? Portraying. Are you sure he's not just a pizza man and he works there? <laughs> delivering pizzas. Uh, anyway, that's not the worst of the week. That was very funny, though. So if you want to meet Rudy this weekend, Fat Boy's Pizza on Meadow Road, uh, I recommend the beer <laughs> more than the pizza. <laughs> uh my worst. Burger King apologized for, quote, women belong in the kitchen tweet. Mm. So Burger King basically tweeted out in order to get attention for International Women's Day, quote, women belong in the kitchen. That caused some problems. People were like, no, women do not belong in the kitchen. This is an equal society now, and we don't do this anymore. And then Burger King was like, oop, got you on the okie doke. And they responded to it underneath and were like, no, this is part of us to say that only 20% of kitchen (laughs) staff in the United Kingdom is uh, female, and we are going to give a whole bunch of money for scholarships. So thank you for getting mad, but we're actually drawing attention to a good cause, and we're going to do something to help. We're going to give away a bunch of culinary scholarships. And people said, ah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the general answer to that was, uh, no, asshole. Uh, you don't get to do that. And so Burger King basically had to retreat after a couple hours of trying to put up with just an like onslaught of being called just the worst possible things in the world. Uh, you know, because that's 
the people who are trying to make the world a better place just level insults at the other people <laughs> constantly because they're the good side. So it's OK. They can say whatever they want about the bad people. That's fine. But if the bad people say anything, then they are completely outlawed. Uh, so Burger King had a tweet. We hear you. We got our initial tweet wrong and we're sorry. Our aim was to draw <laughs> attention to the fact that only 20 percent of professional chefs in UK kitchens are women and to help change that by awarding culinary scholarships. We will do better next time. Uh, why would they apologize? <laughs> what is the point? What is the purpose of apologizing for that? Just leave it up. It could only get you more attention. I just imagine, like, uh, this is Burger King UK, by the way. This is the British Burger King, which I'm surprised. I thought it would have been called, like, Beef Dandy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really surprised they call it Burger King in the UK. Yeah, I don't think anyone eats it there either. No. <laughs> it's the beef speaker. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Come on, man. There's Why some you... lady just sobbing hysterically, looking at her phone, refreshing it, going, I hope Burger King... <laughs> or no. <laughs> oh, I hope Burger King apologizes in it. Well, they did. All right, back to the bowling alley with me. <laughs> and she just goes back to the bowling alley and smokes fucking two packs of cigarettes. <laughs> I, I just, like... Where the fuck I... is your life when you're like, I need an apology from... Burger King, Burger King, a restaurant. <laughs> not even a restaurant. I, no, I who's literally trying to do something to solve a problem and try to draw and the, attention. And the problem, to it. the whole problem is, oh, I didn't read the second tweet. No, well, who's going to read that? <laughs> I'm just going to retweet the first tweet and then say, look at boycott Burger King. They said women belong in the kitchen. It's like, what, what, what? They were trying to do it's like. Was it ham-handed? Yeah. Was it probably stupid? Yeah. Good but pun. don't apologize. Like, come on. Quote, our tweet in the UK today was designed to draw attention to the fact only a small percentage of chefs are women. It was our mistake to not include the full explanation. Our initial tweet have adjusted our activity moving forward because we're sure when people read the entirety of a commitment, they will share our belief in the important opportunity. Here's the thing. If Burger King had put... Hey, it's International Women's Day. We're giving a bunch of culinary scholarships out. Nobody would have known. No, not at all. Not a single person would have been like, great job. You they guys, knew, they knew thanks, that was going to happen. So this was the whole point was like, here's how we draw attention to this. And instead, they're just getting crushed by people for not. And it's like you you guys are losing the forest to the trees, man. Like you could not. The goal of this whole experiment of trying to level the playing field, you are screwing up. Of course, women don't belong in the kitchen. This isn't 1955. We all know that. Like, good Lord. But yes, should there be more women who are apparently able to get chef opportunities in Britain that I didn't know that was a problem? I Now I know it. So I'm, gl I'm glad Burger King's doing something about it. I'm very pissed off they apologized. And that was the worst damn thing i read this week damn that's good you know what they should have said what's that we were hacked by the hamburglar <laughs> the grimace is in here the grimace is in here sending nude pics out to everybody the ham hacker he's the one who did it oh god oh that is funny good words kush as always thank you so much for listening every like every subscribe every review Helps us out just a little bit. 
We'd like to thank Jansen Patagna. Find him on Instagram, J underscore Patagna. He's with French Quarter Realty, and he's going to get you set up uh, with a real nice house. We're taking pre-sales for the next hats. We also have limited other merch, so if there's something you like that uh, we may not have offered yet, let us know. We'll see what the people want, and we will give it to them. We're going to have a live event coming up soon enough because it is beautiful out, and we don't want to waste that time. Uh, As always, we thank you for listening. We've had a lot of fun. This has been a good one. Tell a friend. Tell your grandma. Tell anybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Scott Kushner. I am Andrew Polk. Bye-bye. See ya!